Thanks for joining us at the Ham South Podcast Network. If you're interested in joining us in our services, we meet at 10am on a Sunday at 131 or Hopeo Road in Melbourne. We'd love to see you there. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Neon Kids Program. Neon is a before and after school care and school holiday program for primary and intermediate students. Neon has two centres operating in Rotatuna and in Melville. For more information, visit www.neonkids.co.nz. That's www.neonkids.co.nz. Now to the pod. I love how this clip links back the image of God to Jesus, the, the new human. And then says, we have the ability to once again show the world what humanity can be. We, we can once again show the world the image of God because the Spirit lives within us. We are all created with capacity to show the world love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But because of the decisions made at the fall and the decisions constantly made by humans to choose ourselves over others, humanity doesn't always look very good. And often the potential of what is inside us does not get shown. If we look at some of, some of the bigger headlines just this year, we, we can see pretty quickly that humanity makes some pretty dumb choices. Make some pretty dumb choices. And I look around and, and I try and find the Christian responses to these. And, and sometimes the Christian responses to what's going on in the world, man, they miss the point. They miss the mark. The, 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 the public Christianity is sometimes adding to the chaos or making the chaos worse. But we better than anyone know what it's like to be the image of God. We have the Holy Spirit who lives within us. In Genesis 1, God said, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness. And he did, and he called it very good. And mankind was made with the capacity to love, to show peace, to be patient, to demonstrate joy, to be kind and good, to show the world what faithfulness looks like, to demonstrate patience and gentleness and to be known for our self-control. And all that capacity sits within us. There's so much potential within us. And I wonder sometimes if we never get to realize that potential because we're not working hard enough to let the Holy Spirit lead us. I've been challenged. This, This week has been trouble trying to get this message together. One, because I thought the video was so good, and two, because I thought I was speaking on something a little bit different. But the, the other struggle is because I love the different parts of humanity. I love looking at, uh, I guess, sociology, anthropology. That's one of the things that I love to look at, to see the different makeups of humans, to see different, different groups come together. Because all humans, are, all humans are made in the image of God, Yeah. All humans are made in the image of God. I would have said yes to this at the start of the week so loudly, and then I got thinking, well, if humans are made in the image and likeness of God, and if all humans have the capacity to to show peace and love and patience and, and those things, what barriers am I putting up that stop other people being able to be fully human? And I don't like asking myself the deep questions on my second week back at work. That's, that's like a second month thing. 
But here these questions are rolling around in my head. What are the barriers? To be fully human, to realize our potential as people created in the image of God, we need to know Jesus, yeah? Cool. We need to have his spirit dwell within us to draw us closer into relationship with God and to allow him to develop us to be more like the people he created us to be. Yeah? Yeah, good. The, and, and, and if all people to be fully human need Jesus, is there anything that we do here, that I do here, or I do in the, in the other parts of my life, that would stop anyone being interested in him? And so that's the question that's been wrecking my week. So hold on to that. Because if the video, like the video shows, the Bible says, Jesus is the new human, the archetype of humanity, they call him. We need to look at who Jesus was and what Jesus did. And then we need to do what Jesus does so we can become more like Jesus is. And so we're going to start by looking at two stories from the gospel. One story that Jesus tells and one story that Jesus lives. And we're going to go Luke 10, uh, which will be up on the screen, but you can turn in your scriptures to it. We're out of the NLT this morning. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three people do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. I clearly wasn't reading from the NLT, I apologize. This sounds like an easy story though, right? Go and show mercy to people. Show mercy to people who wasn't shown super real good point, show mercy. You know a group of people who wasn't shown mercy in the days of Jesus? Was Samaritans. These are the people that, that those who said to follow Jesus, they avoided like I'm going to cross the road if there's a Samaritan walking towards me. And the expert in the law would be horrified that Jesus would be using this, this sub, subhuman, maybe even non-human, 
to bring this, this teaching point to him. He would be horrified. Samaritans are lower than dogs. How is he using this person? And, and it puts a little bit of a different thought on it for us. Because we hear Good Samaritan, that's a wonderful story. Show grace, show mercy. And I wonder, I wonder what parts of society we're not interested in learning from. What parts of society do we exclude, intentionally or unintentionally, from speaking to us, from being part of our lives, for teaching us? This Samaritan person, he followed God the wrong way. His people did the wrong customs. They prayed in the wrong place. They didn't follow God at all, how God's people said is the way to follow God. And here Jesus is using a Samaritan as an example. Because Jesus knew something about Samaritans that they may have forgotten. Because you know one thing that every Samaritan is? A human created in the image of God. Bursting with potential because they are human. And if Jesus was here telling us this story today, telling this story to the church, who do you think plays the role of Samaritan as Jesus speaks to us? Is it women and children? Is it transgender people? Perhaps they're Muslim, homosexual. People who are beneficiaries. Show mercy. Show mercy. And don't think for a moment that we can't be taught a lesson by any human. Because any human and every human is created in the image of God, bursting with potential, loved by Him, loved so much that he sent his son to die for them. Humans are created in the image of God, every single one. John 18 is the next passage we're going for, starting in verse 1. After saying these things, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley with his disciples and entered a grove of olive trees. Judas, the betrayer, knew this place because Jesus had often gone there with his disciples. The leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas a contingent of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, they arrived at the olive grove. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him, and he stepped forward to meet them. "'Who are you looking for?' he asked. "'Jesus the Nazarene,' they replied." I am he, Jesus said. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. As Jesus said, I am he, they all drew back and fell to the ground. Once more he asked them, who are you looking for? And again they replied, Jesus the Nazarene. I told you that I am he, Jesus said. And since I am the one you want, let these others go. Do this to fulfill He did this to fulfill his own statement. I did not lose a single one of those that you have given me. Then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's slave. But Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering the Father has given me? The Gospel of Luke then goes on to tell us that Jesus reaches out 
and heals this man's ear. Sometimes Jesus sets a really, really hard example to follow because he's showing mercy and he's loving humans. Here's this group coming to arrest him for nothing that he did wrong, but everything that we did wrong, and he's still showing mercy and showing love. Here's this slave, the servant of the high priest. Now, we probably know a little bit about slaves from Scripture. They do the gross jobs. They do the foot washing. Anyone keen for some foot washing? They clean up after the banquets. Read, they clean up after the drunken parties. This is what slaves do. They're the least and the lowest. And here's this slave now with one ear cut off. Has anyone seen a head bleed before? I used to, I used to shave my head with a razor, uh, with a blade. Um, it was very exciting. It's, it's a fantastic haircut. Great to, to feel the wind on your, on your bare forehead. And, but a few times when I'm hacking away, I've got some head dimples right at the back. Really hard to get in there. Uh, and sometimes you nick them with the blade, you know, and they bleed. And they pour out because heads bleed real good. And you need just the tiniest cut to get these heads bleeding. You know what's not a tiny cut? An ear cut off. This thing is flowing, right? This thing is pouring out. And you know who's not going to help this guy? Any of these people. The high priest sure ain't. He knows, he knows that uncommon fluid discharges, they're bad news. A, 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 an ear, like, pour, gone, pouring out with blood, that's an uncommon fluid discharge, right? It's, it's not a standard fluid discharge. And he ain't helping him. And, and even if he was allowed to help him, he's not going to do it because this dude's a slave. I can replace a foot washer anywhere. Ear guy, he's in trouble. Because in this society, he's a slave. And while he's probably one of the high-up slaves of all the slaves, he's still a slave. He's so low, he means nothing. He's replaceable. And he knows everyone around him knows that we cannot touch his blood because then we are unclean too. And none of those people felt like spending seven days outside of the walls of Jerusalem because it's hard to live there. And that's what Leviticus says that they have to do. And Jesus reaches out to this unclean, bleeding slave, the lowest of society, and heals him. Jesus' friend caused this pain. Jesus' most, most passionate follower caused pain to another human. Trying to defend Jesus... And Jesus turns to Peter and says, no, not this time. No, not any time. We don't hurt people for my name. We love people. We show them kindness. We change people through peace. We love them. We love the slaves and we love those coming to arrest me because they are humans. Humans that are created in the image and likeness of God, full of potential yet to be unlocked, loved so much by the Father that he sent his Son to die for them. For God so loved the world, we love these people. 
Humans, all humans, are created in the image of God, full of potential. And so if we have this potential inside of us, but if we're not realizing it, what can we do? And we, we should pray. Prayer is a good thing. And we ask God to help us. We read scripture. We read the stories of God, the, the stories of Jesus. We see what Jesus is like. We read about what he does. We do what he does. So we start, can start becoming more like who he is. This month, this week, this day, let's make sure together that we show our communities, our workplaces, our schools, our friends, our family. Let's show them who God is and who they can be, who they were created to be. And let's think to ourselves, what groups of people in society do we think can't teach us any lessons? And maybe see what lessons God can teach us through them. And as you pray, ask him to love you more, that you have the capacity to show more love. Ask him to show you all the reasons you have for joy. And ask him to help you share that joy with others. Thank him for how patient he is with you. And ask him to help you be more patient with others. Thank him for his goodness and kindness. And ask him to share some of that with you. Look for all the times in scriptures where he shows his faithfulness to humanity and ask him to help you be faithful when people let you down. Remember in the face of arrest, assault and crucifixion, the gentleness that Jesus showed and ask that in our adversity, our response can be peaceful like his. And ask him to help you with your self-control, because he can and he will. All of this potential is within you. And with God's help, with God's spirit, allowed to live out through us, it is available. And as we demonstrate more of these fruits of living close to him, we become closer to the types of humans that we were created to be. Ask him to help you be the image and likeness of God for a society that doesn't know him yet. So maybe through his grace, grace to you and his grace to them, they will get to know him more. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you came. And you came to show us what it meant to live in relationship, being led by the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you love humanity. You love all humans enough to come and live and point towards a loving Father. To be accused of what you did not do and be silent at the trial to take on our punishment. Thank you that the cross didn't beat you, that you rose, that we may have hope in you that you will come again. Thank you that you love us. Help us to love more. 
Give us more of your spirit to guide our lives and, and help us become humans, more human than, than we could understand, but the type of humans that you would have us be. Give us more of your love that we may love. Help us to love those that we don't think about loving at the moment. Give us more of you that we can walk the paths you would have us walk into the lives of the people that need to hear from you. Be with us always, I pray. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for this week's message. Before you go, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Neon Kids Program. Neon is a before and after school care and school holiday program for primary and intermediate students. Neon has two centres operating in Rotatuna and in Melville. For more information, visit www.neonkids.co.nz. That's www.neonkids.co.nz. Thanks again.